What's good, everybody? It's your boy, A. Mike Boogie, and this is the EBS Podcast, episode 70. I'm here with the crew, Obi-Wan. They're not going to hear you. Speak up. Yeah, you, can't laugh at, you can't laugh at your own bullshit. But Y'all didn't hear me? I was putting on my I'll be sure voice. It was What's good, everybody? Like the great? What's good, people? Oh, you too. Okay, got it. I mean, no, 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 Come on, man. Come on. We do this. Young Buck? What's up? What's up? Okay, I, I got it. I got it. So what's going on, fellas? How are you guys doing? It's uh, It's been a week since I've seen you guys, actually. Uh, facts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is true. Since, since somebody fucked up a garage. And then fixed it. <laughs> and then fixed it in the same night within fucking four hours. Yeah. yeah, that's some crazy hey, shit right there. He wanted to make sure he added the fact that he fixed that shit, too. But shout out to me for thinking of a 24-hour garage door fixer. Because motherfuckers was going to keep trying until they got it right. <laughs> I mean... I mean, at some point, we was just left and left. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens, right? Like, I shit, mean, man. On, on the real, shout out to you for telling some dumb motherfucker not to pull touch fucking shit. Not to touch shit. Those are your words verbatim, and that motherfucker ain't listened. So, and shout out to sh- you. And then take yeah. the shout out back for him not saying it fast enough. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> no, he said it three <laughs> times. Before you got to the court, he said... Yo, don't touch it, yo. Yo, don't, yo, don't touch it, yo. Don't touch it. I thought this was hypothetical. Why are you not saying it was me that did it? I thought we was all being vague about this. Shit. <laughs> no, you, you, you. That's, that's some, uh, that's some hangover shit. Yeah, it is actually. That's some hangover because shit. I, actually, that is my child. Uh, today, uh, I, I was giving him a bath, and um, he got out the bath, and I was like, "Don't touch that because it's dirty." And this nigga went and touched it anyway. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's Young Buck. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But yeah. Um, but shout ha- out to Young Buck for uh, stepping up and fixing that shit. Albeit, you know, whatever. But, you know, he stepped up. Stepped yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, today is a special day. Uh, happy Juneteenth, everybody. Um, I don't know if you guys celebrate that, but yeah, it's, it's Juneteenth. And, and I would say, happy Juneteenth. Yeah, thank you, man. I, thank you. I, I I will say, as the ignorant uh, foreigner uh, on this on this podcast, that I actually thought Juneteenth was about the Emancipation of Proclamation um, until I started seeing a lot of people posting about it, saying that it's not really, it wasn't really about the Emancipation of Proclamation. But for those who may not know, listening, but I'm pretty sure you've seen about 70,000 different memes in different colors that talk about that, that it was about uh, slaves in, what was it, Galveston, Texas? Yeah, it's Texas. Right. That didn't know they were free yet because there were no cell phones, there were no texting, there were no fucking FaceTime, none of that shit. And when they found out, it was on Juneteenth that they found out that they were sleep- they were free because they're, they're uh, colonizers. I refuse to call them masters. Uh, decided to withhold that information from them. Uh, so yeah, and, that, and ideally Juneteenth is the official day that slavery was ended, right? Because that was the last right. um, group right. of slaves that were free. That were yeah, that were emancipated. Emancipated. Yes, that's a better term for it. It's crazy. Two and a half years later, crazy. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. I mean, because think about emancipation, man. If you were emancipated, if you were free, they would have said fucking free, right? Yeah. 
right? You know what I'm saying? If you if they if they freed slaves, they would have said we freed slaves. You gotta look beneath the surface. Emancipation. It yeah, it's almost like your sins were forgiven. Fucking sixteen and seventeen year olds get emancipated from the guidance of their fucking parents. Your right? sins, your sins were forgiven, but they weren't blotted out. <laughs> you got some red on your ledger. You know what I mean. But um, the letter did say that slaves are free. Um, but yeah, the Emancipation Proclamation uh, emancipated slaves. They were, uh, they, were, they, they were popping slick. I don't trust that shit. Of course, of course they, they were. Of course. Which is why, you know, you hear things today about how black people don't have any rights under the Constitution because of the X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. I will say, um, I agree, you're not the only one that was kind of ignorant to, to this stuff, too. And I feel like, you know, over the past few years, uh, at least in within my circle, what I've seen is this has become really, really popular. And, and one thing that's going on today, I guess, because of the times is uh, people are now asking, should this be a national paid holiday? Um, I will say, ironically, Texas was the first state to make it a holiday. Um, but yeah. Shocking. Fucking full circle shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking they, full circle they, shit. They they atoned. They atoned, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know what I what I've been finding out since this entire thing has been going on regarding, like, you know, white wokeness. Is it wokeness or just like awareness? Um, is that you know my client account lead on uh, at the company that I work for has admitted two weeks in a row to not knowing a lot about. African American history. Uh, last week, not. she admitted to not knowing about the, the the Tulsa massacre, Black Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. This week, and she's owning up to it. You know, much appreciated, right? And we actually had a one on one today. But um, this week, she fessed up to not knowing about Juneteenth, about not knowing that it was a thing, and yep. about not knowing the popularity of it. And this shit continues to boggle my mind but why i i, I mean <laughs> well wait. it's boggling my one mind because i'm like why now oh, okay. yeah. i'm still yeah. thinking that like yo what yeah, the fuck too. has changed yo me too, yeah. me like too. what is like it's it's really blowing my mind for the ncaa to say that any stadium that flies a fucking confederate flag we not playing there yeah. Any state that flies a Confederate flag, we're not playing there. For the NASCAR to say, NASCAR, right? For right, fucking right. NASCAR, redneck capital of the United States. <laughs> it's not like all this shit just happened yesterday. <laughs> you to know, this shit been going on like, for a while. My mind is fucking getting blown, and I'm like, I'm starting to feel like maybe this is just beyond being trendy. Like, what the fuck is going on? I feel like I'm in a fucking parallel universe. Mm -hmm. And some whole nother shit is fucking going on. Like, my mind is fucking blown. Well, I mean, I will say, to, to go back to um, not a lot of people knowing about uh, Juneteenth, I mean, mm -hmm. um, not a lot of people, including black people, know the true history of black people in this country. Facts. Uh, it's not entirely their fault. Uh, Facts. This, this, uh, there are systems in place for us not to know the truth. Um mm -hmm. Uh, just think of the outrage if we truly knew that black people weren't freed for two and a half years after uh, slavery. You know, uh, it doesn't. It further, you know, supports those of us that think that black people should get reparations. Um, so it's it's all about it's an opportunity for us to learn our history, though, um, which is why 
it would be great for this to be a holiday. I don't think that there are a lot of black holidays mm-hmm. besides MOK, right? Which um, is a national holiday. Um, what is the other one? Um, well, so the thing about MLK is it's like a federal holiday. Yeah, I was going to say. But the private yeah. institutions don't recognize exactly. it. Exactly. But that's, say. I mean, but all holidays are federal holidays. Whether the private institutions recognize it or not, it's all, it's all up to them. They don't have, they're not forced to recognize it, right? Uh, but the federal government recognizes it, um, which is why, you know, Juneteenth should be a national holiday because I think it's a great way to continue to push black education, um, uh, black history into uh, the the light and really for all of us to learn, not just white people, but black people. Yeah, but, and, um, and the reason why I say uh, that about federal versus national because the federal holidays is shit like, you know, it's a lot of shit in the federal holidays that a lot of private institutions don't recognize, like Columbus right. Day, for example, right? Uh, private institutions don't recognize that. But the national holidays, you know what those are. You know, that's the Christmas, that's right. the... Um, other thanksgiving that's fourth of july that's that's national you know right. what i mean so right. but I, I, and last point i'll make is um i think with covid19 and people really not having anywhere to go not mm-hmm. having anything to do mm-hmm. really sitting in front of your couch and, and paying attention to what's going on they don't have an excuse to be ignorant Right, mm-hmm. unless they're just mm-hmm. unless they're 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 woefully being ignorant, but they can't outrun it now because it's mm-hmm. right there in your face. So I think that definitely makes a difference to you know people pay attention. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that we choose to turn a blind eye to because oh man, I got I got this going on over here. But with COVID nineteen, you can't do that. So I think that's making a huge difference um, as well. Yeah, I was going to say. Um... Would you guys say that this this holiday is the equivalent to Fourth of July for for Black people for Black America? Ah, uh, no, I wouldn't say that because although we should celebrate Juneteenth, I don't uh, celebrating the day that slaves were free. Um, is a little bit different than to me than celebrating your freedom because we know what came after uh, the emancipation, right? Right. It came, right. Jack, that came uh, Jim Crow, right? Yeah. Uh, not even sharecropping because sharecroppers are free, but you know, with Jim Crow, uh, it almost seems as if they, if they were still slaves. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I think that it can become that, right? If we look at it as a, if black people start to look at it as their day to really kind of celebrate freedom. It can become that. I don't know that it should be that, um, but if we are, if we as Black people are looking for an alternative to the Fourth mm-hmm. of July, recognizing that on you know July Fourth, seventeen seventy six, we weren't free, mm-hmm. but on you know June nineteenth, eighteen sixty five, we were, mm. then perhaps yes, that is our Fourth of July. You know, Obi Wan, I don't think we did. I don't think we're there yet. I don't think Black people oh, yeah. in America are there yet because. If you talk about July 4th, 1776, right? At that point, to the best of my knowledge, right? Americans, the Americas, the people in the Americas stopped being uh, fucking, um, that's the word I'm looking for. I lost the word I was looking for, but they stopped being like fucking fucked with <laughs> by the Brits. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the Brits, at that point, it was done. They weren't yeah, fucking right. with them anymore. And right. To this day, to this date, there is no date 
where systemic racism, white America has stopped fucking with black people. It hasn't happened yet. Nope. So maybe if they put some laws in place, right, to make that uh, crime, make that a thing that says you can't do that shit, maybe at that point I would say whatever date that is can be viewed as such. And it's going to be a date in the 20-something years, the year 2000 <laughs> and something. Like, I mean, like, come on, let's talk about it. It's, not, it's, it's going to be in 2020 or 2021 or 2022. It ain't no 19 anything, 18 yeah. or anything. Desegregation was bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, it's a whole bunch of bullshit that's happened historically that I can't say that we can pinpoint one particular date because right, right. shit ain't changed to this day. You know what I mean, you you play back Tupac's lyrics from the '90s. That shit still rings true. Yep. You review the shit that happened for fucking uh, your boy in L.A. Rodney King. That shit still rings true. So shit ain't changed until that shit stops ringing true. Until something goes into play where uh, shit stops ringing true. Ain't no date. So, so to kind of wrap this up, right, with everything you guys have said, if a white person came up to you and asked you, why is this important for black people or black America, what would you say? Because this is the true date that slaves were freed. And oh, there you go, young buck. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I forgot you was on this podcast. <laughs> no, I was just listening. Um, it's, the, it's the true date of, of, the, of when, well, not even freed, emancipated. And it speaks to a deep-seated racism because of the simple fact that a president decreed that all slaves should be emancipated and a whole, subs- a whole state of slaves were lied to for even longer. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with uh, Young Buck. It's, it's an important day because, um, you know, history, the, the, our true history tells our history. Um, and when we look at that day, we we see how the how America has continued to fail Black people, right? And 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 their lackadaisical effort to truly free all um, or emancipate all Black people, all slaves. Um, but also look at it as a day where uh, maybe we can take a glimmer of hope to be like, um, you know this was the beginning of, of something to come, although it was a very, very far beginning, right? Because we're still dealing with it, but um, it's, 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 it's our history. Like it's, it's history that hasn't been taught that people don't know, that people don't understand, that people think just because the civil war ended, slaves are free, that they went on and, and started to shit on themselves, which is why we are in the situation that we are now, right? Which is yeah. not true. So. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, right? I get the symbolism of it, right? It was the last day that the last slaves were freed, right? And but it's it's to me it's not any comparison to like a fourth of July, because if we were to compare the fourth of July, then it would be April sixteenth, which which was when, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, right? Mm-hmm. Um uh but I understand why and how this is important to uh, African-Americans in the United States of America in that it's just like, yo, just recognize that shit. Like, know that shit. Know that this shit happened and know that there's a reason why we give a fuck about this shit. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, so from a symbolism perspective, I totally get it. I, I don't want that to be misconstrued with my argument about, you know, there's still more work to be done because I think everybody that's listening knows that there's still more work to be done. So I can understand the symbolism of Juneteenth and rightfully so, pay us what you owe us. I mean, pay us what you owe us. Yeah, I mean... I think at the end of the day, it's just important that um, everyone understands our history. And yeah. this is part of Black America's history. Yeah. Part so, of American history. I, 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 yeah, yeah, American history. I, I got to go back. Pay us what you owe us. And with um, uh, OB1 echoing that, I feel phony when I say that shit. Um, <laughs> but I also don't want to sound like I'm separating myself, right? Because right. that's not what I'm trying to do. I understand that the African-American struggle, I would never understand that shit fully. That's just facts. I can get a little bit of it as an African in America, but I, I don't share the same history. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I want to change that to pay them what you owe them. And if I'm speaking from the perspective of an African-American, pay us what you owe us. I just wanted to say that. I felt like I had to because I felt fake. Just an interesting fact. Um, I just recently found out that um, my great great grandmother was a slave who was freed, um, and I think she she left from the Canadian side and um, went back to Africa over there by Kenya, where she married her first husband until he died, and met my great great grandfather after that. But yeah, um, before then, you know, I thought I I wasn't. I didn't have any connection to, to the history of slavery. So, yeah. Um, anyway, just thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, another, um, how would I say this? A another thing that they're trying to put into law or whatever is defunding the police. And I don't know if you guys have heard about, uh, you know, some of the uproar about defunding the police and what that means. Um, but, I mean, do you guys know what that exactly means so obi-wan i know obi-wan knows what that means so <laughs> obi-wan please tell me what that means because i've heard it and i don't quite understand it and but to be honest i've been too busy and too lazy to understand so, so to look he, into it before he, he tells you what do you think it means like when you hear that defund the police what is what comes to mind i mean i heard a little bit of it so i okay. know that it's not completely getting right. rid of the uh to, of the police force right i think from what i vaguely heard is that it's around not giving the police force a hundred percent of the budget that they used to right i think i saw somewhere where you know i think nypd's uh police budget on a yearly basis like in a billion in the billions right that that's nuts to me right but from for what i understand some of these police forces in the budget they're shit in there for fucking armored tanks you know, there's shit in there for just in case fucking martial law fucking happens and shit. Like, oh. I don't know, right? So I'm thinking that's what it means, get rid of the fucking fluff that's not necessary and just do the bare minimum. That's so what I just, I just wanna I just wanna draw uh uh show a quick distinction that police budget has nothing to do with them getting tanks. I mean it does, but they're not spending so they're getting tanks because of a um a bill that was passed that Obama rolled back and then Trump pushed forward again that allows the military to get quote unquote hand-me-down equipment from, or sorry, get the police, police hand-me-down hand hand equipment from the military. 
And it's either they're buying it or they're getting it at like a discounted rate. So a lot of times, don't get me wrong, a lot of times the military is giving out like desks, chairs and shit like that. But they're also giving out weapons, tanks, um, other gear, body armor, shit like that, which is why you have a lot of police officers looking like they're invading countries because they're getting it from people who were. And, and, and just to add to that, uh, I, I educated myself on this during the uh, war in Iraq. After it was quote-unquote over, um, I watched a Vice episode where, you know, typically what you do is that with that old machinery, right, you give it, you sell it. They were selling that shit back to, like, the Afghanis, you know, yeah. in Afghanistan, or they were selling that shit back to the Iraqis because they got to make their money back, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. either, either that or they're going to destroy it. And I think what they found was that, hey, we could just sell this back to United States Police Department um, they don't necessarily need the latest and the greatest, but they got a budget for that shit. Working in consultant, I understand that if the federal government <laughs> got a budget for that shit, we're like, hey, we'll help you spend that shit, right? Yeah. So somehow, some way, somewhere, there's a budget for f- this fuck shit, and they're spending the money on the fuck shit. Yeah, that's a fact. But to answer the question, I personally don't think um, defending the police is a smart or... or well, before you before you answer the question, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we I don't think we've defined defund the police. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we have to look at the word defund, right? Uh-huh. Latin derived from the Latin word defunde. <laughs> uh, These motherfuckers to withdraw financial support from, especially as an instrument of legislative control. And I just read that shit from a. Uh, uh, Dictionary.com. You can read it what you want, but defund the police. We all kind of know what defund means, and ideally, it, it's it's no re- allo- reallocating or yeah, redirecting, redirecting. Yep. funds away from the police, the police department, into uh, other government agencies um, and local governments <laughs> that can focus more on community than what the police is really there for. I mean, the police is not taught to um, murder. Yeah. Well, the police is not really taught to be uh, a community oriented, although we may think that if they are, but really they're, they're, they're there to protect and serve um, and they're, what they're taught. So defund, I mean, it's not abolish the police. There's nothing that says abolish the police from defund, but all it's really saying is instead of giving them a billion dollars, maybe give them $500 million and then invest that other 500 million in building up the community. So you're building up social workers, um, you're building up, uh, you know, maybe um, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, people that can go in and really de-escalate a situation versus escalating a situation. Because we all know when you inflict police into a certain situation, it escalates it versus de-escalating it. Um, you know, it could be community housing. It could just be, um, it could you know, be schooling. You know? It like, could be schooling, educa- anything education, that, yeah. education, anything that really builds up the community. So we're giving all this money to to police, and yet you're not getting, you're not seeing the results of policing. Why continue to give the money? Let's let's put that money in ways in which we can see positive um, results. And apparently, uh, I read a statistic that said nine out of ten calls for service are for nonviolent encounters. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> and yep. yet, and yet yeah. 100%, 100% of the time, we're sending in, quote unquote, I don't want to say police are violent, but we're sending in police officers who are not trained to deal with nonviolent encounters. 
I, I would even go and say that they are responding as though the offenders are violent, especially in the case of African-Americans. They hear a black man just, you know, threaten me or an African-American man. Like, they hear that shit, and yeah. they're responding with violence and with force. And, and in places like London, where although no they, haven't, they haven't defunded the police, mm -hmm. the officers that they send out for any, they don't carry weapons. Nope. They have a tactical squad, SWAT. That, right. So if they, there's... And they call them specially. They call them specially. <laughs> and, and the crime in London is significantly less, although it's a much smaller uh, also, country than the, the U.S. the gun laws are different. No, well, that is different. And, 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 and that, that plays a part, too, as well. But... Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you I mean, know, that's that's truly what defund the police defund the police means. It just means reallocating funds away from the police back into the community and rebuilding that community. I posed the question because I I just felt like um, saying defund the police was obvious, but apparently to some people that's not obvious. Um, when you're saying reallocate funds or redirect money. It just—we're not saying take away the fucking police department. You know what I mean? Tell that to Young Buck, who thinks his guns are going to be taken away because of stronger, stringent gun lo gun laws. I don't think that. I don't think that at all. I think I think they do that shit intentionally. Like this shit is all a fucking game, right? They use the word defund in fucking intentionally. Yeah, mm -hmm. they use that shit intentionally. Like, come on, like when did we hear this defund? What you mean we're not going to get any more funds? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, I was one of the people that thought that oh, they gonna stop funding the police. I didn't think that at all. I really defund, fund, no more fund, defund. Like if you look at Google, if you Google defund, it says prevent from continuing <clears throat> to receive fund. That's defund. I don't think that's an accurate definition of yeah, defund, I don't, right? I don't think so. Either. I understand, but. You know, if you are like me and you go and you Google defund or you hear the word defund based on the etymology of the English language, defund, demilitarize. It means, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like when you put a D in front as a prefix to another word, it means taking away what that word actually was supposed to be. So I will say, I, I think... Um, I guess just looking at uh, productive ways to defund the police without like downright um, stripping them of, of like, quote unquote what they need to do their job properly. I personally think police should have available to them the same things that citizens that they're protecting and serving have, right? And I mean that in 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 all in in all aspects when it comes to body armor, guns, technology, vehicles, like. Motherfuckers ain't, ain't walking around with rocket launchers killing people. So why do y'all need tanks? You know what I mean? Like, y'all got plate carriers on that are stopping all these rounds and shit, but, like, fully automatic weapons are illegal. Like, I definitely understand why police officers need certain types of body armor. I, I definitely understand why they need firearms. But why do you need to arm yourself like you're invading a city when you're just under patrol? Like, I'd love to see... Because okay. they're trying to get, like, Kobe. One over Jordan. We, the people, are Jordan, and they figure themselves to be Kobe, and they're trying to one up themselves to have an upper hand on the people. And add to the fact that there's a fucking black market, and let's not ignore that shit, right? There's a black market. Granted, everybody's not part of the fucking black market, and they're not getting all this shit from the black market, but there is a black market where people aren't buying rocket launchers. 
I've seen that shit. I, mean, I know I people that had shit. But how, how, but how common is that? Like, if we look at, we it's say, uncommon. It's we, uncommon. Can take, we can take California, for example, right? California passed a law in, like, 2012 where certain guns, guns became illegal, and they had a buyback, like a, a statewide buyback. And I want to say something like three or four million people started giving back guns. One person gave a rocket launcher, which yeah. he got illegally. Yeah, but that's the point, right? Right, Young Buck? Because something is illegal doesn't mean that people are being legal. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the argument people continue to make, and I understand that argument, but you see it all the time. It's illegal to do certain things, yet people are, le- are living illegally. Well, I, I, you know, and when, when Yembuk first said that he thinks that the police should have, be equipped with everything that, you know, they're trying to um, defend themselves against as, mm-hmm. so everyday citizens, um, I didn't think he was going to say that. I, uh, I was personally ready to combat what he was going to say and say, um, that's what's wrong with the Second Amendment. Um, and, I, and that's what's wrong with police. And, and it all stems from where racism comes from, right? Racism is a taught ideal. Somebody way back when said, let's hate somebody else because of their race. Policing is a taught ideal. Somebody way back when says, let's teach these police officers to have a false sense of security. Uh, let's teach them to judge people based off of this. Let's teach them to look at that. Let's teach them to only respect the blue and not anything else. Um, and it's the same way with the Second Amendment. Let's teach people that they need this right because if they don't, somebody's going to break into them home, their homes and rape their daughters and pilgrimage them and take all their money, right? It's not why you need to. And, 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 and well, well, but that's where, that's where it stems from. And all of that is... That's where it stems from either, though. Okay. Well, but, see, that's, but that's the disconnect. But that's but the disconnect. well, okay, so perhaps, and I think that's a discussion for another day. We'll have that discussion. But what I what I'm trying to say is that there is a false sense of what policing is, and it's been created by people in, in that are in power over the police, over these unions, and they're teaching. They're not teaching police officers how to be police officers, right? Their training is is terrible. Every last one of them fears for their lives in any situation that they feel they mm-hmm. have to pull out their gun. Um, they don't know how to de-escalate. Tell Do me you know why, why you pull, so a cop can pull me over. And instead of me being calm, I'm, I'm already on 100. You should be de-escalating that situation. Yo, you are leading along the lines of what I was going to say, which is that police officers in the United States of America infringe upon the Second Amendment right. If you are afraid that somebody that has... Uh, right to bear arms is bearing arms and so because of that you're shooting them like this shit is so fucking backwards so they have the right to bear arms they're bearing arms and you're like oh, i'm gonna kill you anyways they actually infringe on all rights they infringe on they, your they freedom of speech on your on your they freedom do. of speech they do <laughs> they infringe on your freedom of speech they infringe on your your uh your space your car your home the police uh, department is unconstitutional. And, and no. Ideally, Ooh. yeah. And, and, it's and facts. It, it is facts. I mean, it really is facts. And, and it's not because they were set up to be that way. It's because that's, that's, how, that's literally how they're taught, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they allow them. They allow them. I, I, I just saw a video today of a young man cutting grass. Two black men were out cutting grass, teenagers. And one of them was passing out business cards to the residents and the police officer stopped him, asked him for his ID. He didn't have his ID because he was working. 
and he asked for the guy's card, and the police officer took out his handcuffs and said, turn around. He'd done nothing wrong. Like, he hadn't even accused him of any crime. He said he was trying to figure out what he was doing there. He saw he was cutting grass. He saw that his friend was cutting grass. But what he wanted to do was infringe on his rights. He wanted to take away his rights. And because we have now instituted racism into that same unit, he's infringing on someone's rights who also he feels is inferior to him or doesn't belong because of the color of his skin. All of that is taught behavior. On the real state law is infringing on federal law. It's been doing it for the long for the longest, and the federal law is not doing shit about it. That's yeah. And but I think I think there's a law that allows that to happen though. But, yeah. And, and, and all rights. all of this is the reason why I'm in support because one thing that was said there is that the police have quote unquote been doing lots of training and that shit ain't worked. Um, I, I think if we start to take away some of their funds and redirect that in other ways that are positive, maybe we can come and meet in the middle, you know, maybe we're having community leaders who are, um, who have built a relationship with the police department. And so they are aware of what's going on within the community. And, you know, I, when I think of the police, I just think of, of, of cowboy mentality. Like, they're just running wild. Um, you know, they're a big fraternity. Because the system and, allows it. Yeah, absolutely. They are, they are protected behind a system. You're correct. Because I was listening to a podcast, and something that was brought up that I thought was interesting is when uh, a, a person of color or anybody has been committed charged of a crime and, and been sent to jail for something they didn't actually do and then they go and you sue the police who's paying for that we are we are tax money not the and, police department and they get sued a lot and they pay out a lot so, yeah. so, so there's, there's no consequences court, we win criminal they win yeah so so I, I I think you know these these police officers have been going around for a long time without consequences, and it, it's time to to figure out Civil another consequences way. Yeah. that don't directly impact them, and that's the problem, right? Yep. They've created this fraternal fraternity of police where it's like, uh, whatever happens, you personally you're not really going to be impacted. Uh, we got you. Your union got you. Uh, if if yep, if it's yep. a if it's a civil penalty, we'll pay it. Oh, if it's criminal, oh, now nah, we're going to fight that shit for you. One thing, um, I watch a, a lot of uh, First Amendment auditors on YouTube. These are people that go around and they purposefully start stuff with police to, try to show their rights or whatever. I know. Whatever. However, one thing one thing I've noticed that they do that's like very effective for, one, um, getting police fired, but also making sure that they don't get a job somewhere else, is they sue not only the police, not only the police department, but the individual insurer. So apparently police have to get insurance. And if you sue the insurance company that, that insures that particular cop, it makes it so uh, nobody would want to insure them later on because they're a liability. And because of that, they can't become a police officer or they can't work as a police officer anywhere else. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's, that's actually fantastic. That's brilliant. I'm glad they're doing that. And I'm glad you, you mentioned that. young Cause bro. a lot of yeah. people don't know that shit. Yeah, I, I, I didn't that. know that shit either. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, and, you know, one of the reasons why I agree with defunding the police and, and um, as we've had these conversations over the past few episodes, I think Great has all alluded to this, that the biggest um, factor, uh, I think, afflicting, not, not afflicting, uh, one of the biggest things is the socioeconomic status of Black people in Black communities. Because they are poor, 
because they don't have money. Um, and I don't want to say that this is the root of all evil, but in essence, police officers will then police these communities based off of how they see it. They see the community as poor. They see the community as people not caring. Um, and therefore, they're going to go in that way. But when you can build up that community and start to provide opportunities, mm -hmm. uh, pathways for these people of low income who feel like, you know, they haven't been getting a good education or they haven't had people to have their back. They haven't had food to eat. They haven't had a roof over their heads. So they're, they're turning to whatever way that they can survive. When you can really start to provide them pathways to out of that situation, so pathways to be successful, pathways to, to stability, um, you start to change the community. And now by changing the community, you, in essence, change the way in which they're viewed by the outside world. So they're not viewed as shithole communities, right, or, you know, terrible communities, but they're viewed as communities in which people are giving back to that community to, to help grow that community. Um, and therefore, I think policing will be ultimately will be different. Right? I don't think we should defund the police solely because it's not working. I think we should defund the police so we can change the communities in which these police officers also have to police to kind of change how they're change their tactics. If they feel they're going to go into a community and they're going to be met with violence or they're going to be met with strife or they're going to be met with people who don't care about where they're living. Well, we should change how people are living um, so that ultimately the, the surroundings will, will change. And it doesn't make any sense that we're giving all this money to police um, when, we can, when we can help build communities. It's, it's almost like we're funding a war. <laughs> I, um, I, I think this, is, this has the potential to be something great if, if the right people come together and figure out how to, to redirect that money and, and put it towards something good so you know we'll, we'll see what happens but hopefully um you know they make some changes here um th there's a lot of people that are are calling out celebrities um and and don lemon was one of those people that called out uh, a few celebrities and in, in particular dave Chappelle. and um dave Chappelle, i don't know if you guys know recently did a a stand-up or a special called uh what is it? 846? 846. Yeah, 846. Um, Which is the time that the cop had his right. knee on George Floyd's neck. Correct, correct. And um, I, I thought it was pretty dope. It wasn't really a lot of comedy in there, but I, I just thought the message and everything he had to say was, was pretty dope. And, um, More what conversation than comedy, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's one thing I appreciate about Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. uh, he's very good at doing that. You know, you can mm -hmm. go to a comedy show with, of his and just get enough comedy and still feel like, you know, it was worth it. And I think that's what makes Dave Chappelle such a genius. And, um, but one of the things that I, I think he said that was very important and Ike the Great, you actually mentioned this, um, last episode in, in a different way but he said you know i don't need to fucking speak you know what i mean essentially the streets is handling it like i, I don't need to go out there and, and put my two cents in there i'll let this shit play out the way it's, it's going it's supposed to play out and he's uh, been spoke exactly he's been spoken but which is the other thing he said right yeah uh, he, he's done that mm -hmm. you know, this is the time for for the younger people to come absolutely Really, Joe, Joe Budden said the same thing too. Exactly. So, 
you know, for me, I, I really appreciated the, the show, um, and I thought it was pretty dope. Uh, for those of you guys who watched it, um, what do you guys think? I mean, you know, Dave Chappelle in his finest moment, as always. Um, Dave Chappelle, although we, we see him as a comedian, the resident funny man, he's always been ahead of his time. Uh, he's always had uh, what I would say is is the right um, the right, I don't know if it's personality or the right, he's always had something about himself when situations like this happen. Um, he's always found a way to kind of bring it to light, to make light of the situation. Mm-hmm. And then also really speak facts and put, put truth to, uh, to those that maybe not re- didn't really have that truth. Um, uh, so I appreciate, he, he really emphasizes the eight minutes and 46 seconds. Um, and he talks about, uh, and I may be conflicting this with something else because something else just popped into my head. But basically, he, ta- he said, let's have a moment of silence for how long was it? Maybe it was like 30 seconds. He, he did something that emphasizes how long eight minutes and 36 sec- 46 seconds truly is. Because when we think about it, we may be like, wow. But when we actually think about every single second, we really see the impact of that. It's a long um, so- fucking time. The way he was able to illustrate that, I just thought it was brilliant. Um, but back to his, you know, being called out by Don Lemon. Um, it seems like what we tend to do, and and when things like this happen, is is ask where are the celebrities at, where are the celebrities at, why aren't they speaking, why aren't they speaking, why aren't they saying anything? Um, and I'm one of those people that if I, I'm not really looking for celebrities, if you if you're if you're out there saying something, um, I want you to be truthful, 100% in that. But if you're not saying anything, I mean. I'm not looking for you to say anything. And then he makes a valid point. Like the streets is handling this shit for themselves. The streets is, is talking for themselves. Why do I need a celebrity who in actuality, if you're a celebrity, you are in what the top 10% of the country. Like you're not yeah, living. Yeah. Not that you're not, ex- disconnected. not, not that you're not experiencing or you haven't experienced it. Um, but you are not in the weeds. Um, really feeling what's going on uh, not to take away from any celebrity um, that may feel differently but i don't think that you know only the black community looks to celebrities to be their leaders to be their spokesmen to be the people speaking for them and i really think that's um, wrong and it is a disservice to the educated black people who know how to go out there make their voices heard make a change um and i think we should stop putting I think we should stop projecting what we want for celebrities when they don't run it themselves. We've, we've heard a lot of times celebrities come out and say, I'm not a role model. I'm not a role model. Um, and I think we, we, you know, I don't know if I always understood that, but I definitely understood that now. Like, yeah, man, I don't really, I'm not looking for you to be a role model, to be honest. If you got some insight, you got something to talk about. Cool. If you out there supporting the cause or supporting the movement, great. I love to see that when it comes time for people to use their influence and move their money around, that's when I really expect celebrities to step up. When we start to mobilize that we need funds and we need influences, that's when I really want these celebrities to step up. I don't want them to be the face. I don't, I don't want them to be a face because as far as I'm concerned, that's not really doing us any good. So, um, I appreciate his stance on like, nah, man, I'm gonna sit down, shut up, and let let those who know better do better. Right, rec- recognizing that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely. Agree. I mean, I, I know what you're saying, Obi Wan, and 
Um, for somebody like Dave Chappelle, it makes sense because I think his record and his history speaks for him. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to some of these motherfuckers out here that ain't never said shit, I just need to know if I should be supporting your ass or not going forward. And that's what's happened with some of these companies, right? And now it may, it may be fake, it may be phony, but are you willing to put yourself out there, put yourself on the motherfucking line to piss off the people that you know that are true racists, that are fans of yours, to stand up for what's right? I don't really care that you don't want to do that. If you don't want to do that, that's cool. But you actually doing it speaks more volume than you not actually that you're not doing anything about it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I get what you're saying. And I think that we should definitely hold hold celebrities that, you know, you're either on on you on our side fighting for against these injustices or you're on the side that supports these injustices. Um, so you either care or you don't care. And I think that's valid. Um, but when it comes to being a voice uh, I'm not looking, I don't think that we should look for the celebrities to be a voice. I think we should, I think celebrities should have a voice. I think they should have a stance and I think they should have a side in which they stand on, uh, a righteous side at that. But I don't really think that they should be a voice. And there definitely are some fuck celebrities out there that, uh, you know, I, de- yeah, I mean, you know, who, who wants future to step up and say some shit? Not me. I do. <laughs> I, I, I do. And the reason why I do is because of their following. Right. It's because of their following. They they have the ability to impact change, whether they know it or not, whether they like it or not. They also, with the drop of a dime, have the ability to fuck up an entire movement. But that's what I'm saying. If they decide to go against some shit, it's fucking shit up. If they decide to go with some shit, Depending on what that shit is, is it fucking it up or is helping some shit out, right? So it's like, I just think some of these people are not equipped to do what we may be expecting them to do. And I, and, and I get that, and yeah. I get that, and I if they want to sit it out, I mean, they can sit it out, and you know, it's up to whomever to look at them and say, "Oh, you sitting this one out? Cool, I know where you stand," and then treat them however they want to. Because I'm not even gonna lie, I'm a sitter outer type of motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, I'll sit some shit out real quick because it's, I don't want to get invested because my mind works different. Like, I can't afford to lose control. Hmm. And Mike knows that shit, right? If I go protesting, I may take it to the next level. Put some in the trash can? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little crazy like that, right? So it's like, there's certain things that I know myself, I'm self-aware, and I'm like, you know what? If somebody asks me, I will share my viewpoint. I will not shy away from that. But I'm not, I don't just openly say something because it's like, I don't want to because if you open up Pandora's box, I, I don't know if that's just ever going to close. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of that shit, right? So I can understand somebody wanting to sit some shit out because of that, because that's how I am. And I can understand people just want to say some shit out, just period. Fuck all of that. No one is required cool. to say anything. Listen, actions speak louder than words, okay? Mm-hmm. Jay-Z barely fucking speaks, but we know he out there doing stuff. Shit, Michael Jordan just dropped, what, $100 million over 10 years? I mean, to me, that speaks volumes, okay? So, so to look for celebrities to come out there and have something to say when they might say some fuck shit? Like, are we, what do you think Lil Wayne going to say? 
if, if given the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, we have to be careful when you're trying to ask celebrities to, to speak out. Yeah, yeah. You're right, but a lot of people's actions don't actually come to the forefront. I'm not the Words same, man. Or like, but not even that, man. That's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, why did they have to appeal to public opinion they don't, they in that don't. regard? They don't, not but they can, they, they can get burnt at the stake because public opinion is what it is for what for the reason that it is. Like, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying it exists. No, but how, how many celebrities have we seen that will, with their actions, go out and protest, put it on social media? Soon as soon as they close the app, they, they dip out. They hop back in their limo. They hop back in their jet and, and leave. But by their actions, they've done something. But in well, reality, they've done nothing. Speaking is an action, too, by the way. It's true. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, well, there needs to be a balance. Well, there needs to be a balance. Some people are like Ike, and they don't want to go out and protest because they understand that it's more fruitful to speak out while others can protest or do another physical activity. I mean, I think we need to understand what we're, what we're looking for and what our expectations are. Um, if, you know, this celebrity goes out and protests, I don't really care. Like, who is that celebrity? You, you know, A. Mike mentioned Jay-Z. He mentioned Michael Jordan. I mean, these are international, world-renowned people. Like, they're not, they're not Takashi 6 9 Right. You know what I mean? The, the influence in which Jordan has is great. The influence in which I'm not going to compare future to Jordan. I'm not going to compare future to Jay-Z. Like the influence is different. Well, so they, got, they have reach, though. Uh, well, I'm not, and, and, and reach is fine. Right. Anybody with followers got reach. I mean, mm-hmm. goddamn, we got social media comedians got reach. But, you know, that's how Trump got elected. He had reach. He had reach. He also has money. But you know, you you tell future you you if we're looking for future to go out and protest, and he goes out and protests, what does that truly mean? Not every not every celebrity is going to be is going to be the person that we need to look to, right? I agree. I agree. And at the same time, not every celebrity is educated on what's really going on and needs to really actually be out there. I well, mean, I agree. And, and I think we have to take that into account. Just because we see somebody out there, it could have been wrong place, right time, right? It could have been they're trying to understand more, right? It could be they're trying to get their foot in the door in something that they have never really been a part of, and they're trying to figure it out. But I, that doesn't necessarily mean we need to look to them. Because on the flip side, if we flip it and we flip it to these white celebrities that are out here speaking out, do we need to look to them? A lot, of t- a lot of people are going to say no because we don't want white people to be leading this movement, although they may know what's going on or they may, they may have been a part of it. We want black people to, to, to you know, lead this movement. And it's the same thing with celebrities. We don't need every celebrity being out there in the forefront leading this movement. We actually yeah. need everyday people leading this movement. And I get dude, that. I feel like it, to me it's just like, all right, what you say is like, oh, all right, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, you're cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I know where you stand. Yeah. And, and it's that. not like they really want them to be the ones who's like, okay, all right, I see you. I can fuck with you. You over here, though. Like, it's like just recognition that. But even that don't always mean what, you know, smoke you, and mirrors. You're right. You're you right. You right. Smoke, smoke and mirrors, man. Which, which begs to question the ones that don't, don't even feel like it's worth the smoke and mirrors. You know who I think is smoking. Argument. You know who I think is smoking mirrors right now. Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it listen, must. It must I, be, I'll he, take it with what he's putting down. I'll take it. 
Uh, of course, of course we got reach. He got reach. Of course we're gonna take it, but he can't seem to get his own name out of his mouth. Yo, stop talking about yourself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's just my that's just my opinion. Right? right. One thing him and Donald Trump got in common, right? Love yeah. them some them. But uh, them some them. keeping um, with celebrities speaking now, um, there seems to be an, an apparent unexpected beef going on between J. Cole and a person named. No name. And, and uh, Young Buck, I'll let you speak to this because this is something that you brought up. Sure. So um, a few months ago, No Name put out a tweet. Uh, I don't remember the tweet verbatim, but essentially she was saying a lot of people, a lot of your favorite artists um, will, will cape for the black community when they have an album to push or when they have um, when they're trying to get their numbers up, but don't really be out here doing things. And a lot of people felt that she was specifically insinuating j cole and kendrick so a few days ago j cole dropped a, <laughs> a few days ago j cole dropped a, a song snow in the bluff which I, I thought was a really really good song well thought out song very articulate you know it, it's cold so it's, it's gonna be thought out and articulate um kind of addressing the tweet but the thing is it's insinuated right because even when you ask cole he's like whatever people interpreted it to be is what it is right and so people just took it to mean that he was talking about no name and her tweet so a lot of people were upset um, at the song because in one of his verses, he started, he uh, addresses her tone and how her tone might come off uh, holier than thou, for lack of a better term. Yeah, right? he said, he said there's something about the queen's tone that's bothering me. Yeah, essentially he's saying that the way she, the way she, she addresses people can, can be counterproductive to the movement, right? Because you don't want to seem like, oh, you don't, you don't know any of this shit. I know more than you. You're not on your shit. You know what I'm saying? Because who wants to listen to somebody? Who wants to learn from somebody? No fucking body. Speaking to you like that. Well, that's not the point. That's not the point. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me just paint the picture <laughs> properly. So a lot of people started calling uh, J. Cole misogynistic. They were saying this is another another instance of a black man um, telling a, a black woman to check her tone. Um, people were upset because in the song, J. Cole said that she, she should treat the conversation like children. And people equated that to him saying, that she should talk to him like a child when it comes to this topic because he doesn't understand, right? Nicole talks a lot of, he talked a lot about in the song about um, not really understanding, not being well-versed or read and feeling like he can do more. Like he, he brought up an instance where somebody- yeah, yeah, Young Buck, Young Buck, real quick, just to read that verse, right? It says, I would say it's more effective to treat people like children, understanding the time and love and patience that's needed to grow. That's people very are, different. People are stupid. Exactly. But but let me at least finish painting the picture, right? So um they call him misogynistic. Uh they they keyed in on on him asking her to treat her like a, a talk to him like a child. Uh and, and he also he felt bad because uh somebody walked up to him one day and was like, Yo, thank you for all you're doing for the community. And in his mind, he felt like he wasn't doing enough. So it's just like people hold him on this pedestal, but to him, he feel like there's so much more he could be doing. And so he looks at somebody like No Name, who is out here, who's doing a lot of things for the community, and it's just like, damn, he's doing a lot. I can learn from her. But also, people might not want to learn from her because of the... How she's the delivering the message. You know what I'm saying? Like, the delivery. And so she ended up dropping a song, which was kind of actually similar to the song J. Cole dropped, in the sense that it was a rebuttal to his rebuttal. Um, and I thought the song was pretty good. I hadn't, I hadn't listened to it all the way through, but from what I heard, it was pretty good. Um, just kind of rebutting his rebuttal. Essentially. It's a diss track, man. It's a diss track. I don't know. 
I, I don't. I mean, I I don't know too much about her, and like I said earlier to you guys, this was the first time I heard about her was through this whole uh, back and forth with uh, J Cole. And um, but one thing I did read up on her was that this is what she does. She's known for calling people out, and we you know we we've had a discussion on this podcast um, before about delivery and how important delivery is, and. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know if she's gonna recognize that maybe her delivery is not the best. And if you're trying to pull people in and get people in the direction that you're, you want them to go, you have to be delicate. And I think that's what J. Cole is trying to say. Uh, I get that maybe he shouldn't have put it in a fucking song, but he's a fucking artist. But how is that any different from what he normally does? Like, that's what I'm saying. He's an he artist. Got, he got word that he let Nas down, and instead of calling Nas to talk about it, he wrote a song. Mm-hmm. And that's my point. He does what he does. So, I mean, I think uh, the only person that may be a bigger J. Cole fan on this um, podcast than I am is Obi-Wan, right? But uh, in my mind, in my mind. But in listening to that song, this is this song is no different from any J. Cole song that we've gotten from him where he feels self-conscious yeah. and his going on the track and just being bearing it all and talking about himself. Majority of the song was about him. And he was comparing himself to somebody that he actually thinks is doing something. But then he was like, well, in comparing myself to somebody that's doing something, I don't want to be looked at as that person is doing something because I don't necessarily agree with the way that person does things in the sense that the way they do things is that they belittle people and they talk to people like they're fucking stupid and you know they may have lived a privileged life and may not understand that. There are some people who don't take information the way that they do and process information the way that they do or get over uh, uh, trauma or, or shit that comes along the way the same way that they do. That's what I heard. And I heard that because it resonated with me because, you know, I used to be like no name who would talk to people as though like, you'll fucking get over that shit. Like Kanye West saying slavery was a fucking choice, and you know other other nuances along the lines of people put themselves where they are because, and I didn't realize that that was a problem until somebody brought it to my attention. I think it was OG Bobby that brought that to my attention and made me realize that yo, everybody recovers differently, and coming at people in a specific manner like it's general and that statement can be used generally, it's not going to work because for every person that you talk to, your message has to be tailored to that person. Now, of course, when you talk to the masses, you have to speak generally, but you are going to offend people in the process. As a man, if you're trying to talk to a chick, that's where most men have gotten themselves in trouble in treating every chick like they are the same. Every chick is not the same, excuse me. Every woman is not the same, right? Forgive the chick. Uh, so I can un- I understood where he was coming from. And at the end of it, he buttoned it up by saying her name and saying that, yo, I feel like I'm doing something, but I really don't feel like I'm doing something like she's doing something. Like, it was just like a perpetual bar that went around. Like, he was just confused. That He sounded like a confused dude that was just like, yo, I want to do more, but I can't do more because I'm not doing and, more. Like, and this she's person. smarter but, than that, too, yo. Like, even I mean, the fact... Come on, man. The celebrities, even, they're all sensitive thugs. Talk, talk. That's true. You know? 
so I guess I don't want to miss out on on the other side of this, right? Because I do understand people's outrage. And I think J. Cole definitely should have taken the temperature of the room before putting this out there. Like, uh, I, I, so I, I under, from that aspect, I definitely understand where people are coming from in the sense that, you know, this might not be the right time to, to say that. But also at the end of the day, it is counter, anything that can help the movement is good for the movement. You know what I mean? I just, I just think, I was, I was a bit disappointed, not even at how No Name took it, but more so how her fans took it. More so how, how a lot of black... Don't, a lot don't of, ever put a lot of stock in black Twitter or... No, I know, but, but it just it dis- it disappointed you, you will always be disappointed. <laughs> I guess so, I guess so. But I was genuinely disappointed for the, for the lack of introspection that people, that people didn't have. You know what you I mean? Like, stupid. You sound I, like No Name. I don't even think that it's, um, I don't even think that it's introspection, right? I think this to this this is just today's culture. So people don't even um, people react before they think, right? Um, I mean, let's be real. You know, to me, J. Cole was a genuine guy. Like two two songs that stand out to me that define J. Cole is "Lights Please" um, and "Lost Ones," right? Um, and I would suggest, you know, people go back and take a listen to the, take a listen to these songs. Everybody knows Lights Please and what's going on. Lost Ones was a song where um, he was playing, singing about how he got a girl pregnant and he was singing a girl's verse and he was singing a guy's verse. But, you know, J. Cole's a genuine guy, right? He's, he's someone that has always spoken what's, um, what's on his heart, but he's always, he's also someone that, you know, respects people and other artists. We see it with his love for Cole, with his love for Kendrick, with his love for Wale, with his, his love for, for Drake, with his love for the, the young the young crew, you know, when he sat down with them. But he's also always trying to learn. Like, there's never a moment in which he's not trying to learn and grow. Like, there's, so, you know, for people to take it as misogynistic, they definitely took his words and stretched that shit a mile long and said, yo, um, he's being misogynist. What I do want to say is that if he felt in any way, which I don't know why he would feel this way, that no name was talking about him, he has every right to put his feelings back out there. Guilty just conscience. as just as no name, yes, guilty conscience because he ain't doing enough. Just as no name has every right to respond, respond with what mm-hmm. is quote unquote her her diss track, right? Now back to I don't know that he was talking about no name. He retweeted. He retweeted her song after she already dropped it. So it wasn't like he was calling her out. To and him, this is fun. This is this is we, conversation. We, this is right. This is because this is going to lead to another conversation. But like, I, and I don't want to say that No Name needs to change her tone. I don't know what her tone is. I don't know what it is that she does. But I think that something that we, my problem with um, Black Twitter and how we just call, just continually call people out. Um, Everybody, yeah. My problem with people who who can be too woke, right, is that we don't want to educate. We kind of want to slander people for not knowing enough, for not knowing as much, as opposed to educating. And it's not even just with black people, because black people need to be educated. Juneteenth. You know how many black people didn't know about Juneteenth until twenty twenty? Is they just need to be educated. But white pe- white people need to be educated as well and i think that for us to make a change we do need to take the time to try to educate educate others as opposed to you know shaming people for not 
for not knowing. And I think that's really where J. Cole is trying to come from. It's like, yo, educate me so I know, but don't shame me because I don't know. Because there's a very good reason why black people don't know. You know what I mean? There's a very good reason why black people don't understand. And this was definitely, definitely blown up to be something that it, that it really ain't. You know? Like J, J. Cole can't diss nobody. He don't diss nobody. Right. Even when you want this nigga to diss somebody, he won't. <laughs> right. He, he don't, he don't diss anybody. He ain't throwing shade. And another thing about the tone, you know how many, you know how often my wife tells me to check my tone? I was you, getting ready to say. You mean to tell me she, she could tell me to check my tone, but, but you can't if tell I tell her to check the tone, I'm being misogynistic or, you know, yeah. I'm inserting my patriarchy and it's what a man says. That's, that's utter bullshit. Like, like me as people have to have, we have to have an understanding of how this shit works, right? Women can have bad tone. Men can have bad tone or they can have tone that comes off off-putting. It happens all the time. And sometimes people do need to check their tone. It means absolutely nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it's not meant to be disrespectful. Um, so I don't, I don't see how anyone would take it as such, especially if that's how you're feeling. If I'm feeling like your tone, I don't like your tone, then, you know, okay. Yeah. You step it, back and reassess. It, it's crazy because when I found out, when I heard about the beef, I had to go back and listen to the track. I was like, hold up. There's, he was talking about somebody? And, like, I, I've listened to it since then, and I've read the lyrics, and I'm sitting here, I'm trying to understand, like, he just wants to have a conversation. Like, he wants to have a dialogue. Like, he wants to help get to a place where he's more educated so that these people out here thinking that he is woke, he'll actually be at that, that point. And not just him, but others. This shit is mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. Listen, I, and I think it goes back to what I was saying before we started recording, which is um, there's some people on whatever you want to call it, Black Twitter or whatever, who they don't like certain artists. They're looking for a reason, you know? And there's a lot of people, if you've done your research, there's a lot of people who don't like J. Cole for whatever reason. Maybe they think his music is boring or whatever, that are finding a reason to discredit him being like a great rapper and so when they feel like he's coming at a, a person named no name yeah they're gonna run to that like oh yeah you know he's yeah you know what i mean so i i'm just surprised um <laughs> that chance the rapper got involved it, it's well I, I think no name he knows no name no name was on yeah. uh, one, of, one of his tracks so i think maybe he felt the need to defend her and no I, but you know, i don't I, 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 Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say that um, you know he said he said he said black women don't need to spoon fed spoon feed. Is that the job of black women to spoon, to spoon yeah. feed men? But it's not our job to tiptoe around black women so we don't offend them. I I, I believe she she knew what she was saying, and I also believe she knew what J Cole meant when he said he don't read. I, well, I don't. I'm 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 lost. Who she took him reading the wrong way. No, no, no. He he talked about in his song how he doesn't read a lot. Once again, we don't know that this is no name that he's even talking about. So I don't even want to put her. Well, she as, responded to it, so we're going to assume she, that's what that's well, what she's she talking about. She, she responded to it because somebody called her name out, but not necessarily because. Yeah, but of, she was not because no, like she, she responded to that line. Specifically. Yeah, she was. She was responding to lyrics like of J. Cole of him saying, "I don't read a lot," but and I, I think guess, it, right. I just think, 
I just think it's a, a it's another it's another uh, point of mis- misinterpretation. Like if we bring it back to the to the point about Chance the Rapper, um, like chiming in and saying it's not the job of black women to to um, educate black men, or there's it's problematic that J Cole is asking somebody his his junior to talk to him like a child. He didn't say any of these things. No, you know I mean it's not. So number one, is that you're right? It's not the job of black women to educate or teach black men, but it is a job of somebody who knows more to teach somebody who is requesting to know more. That's number one. Absolutely. And, and number two, and I think this who, is the- Who cares the age either? Who yeah, exactly. The age? If you know more, sense. you know more. Teach me. But number two, and I feel like this is the bigger point. Oh, shit, what was I going to say? It, it was, um, damn it, I lost my train of thought. Number two. Well, listen. Shit, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't remember now. I, I agree. I just- I think you know when when I when I when I think about it, it's like okay, J Cole said what he had to say, right? No name takes an opportunity; she drops a track. Like how authentic is all of it? You know what I mean? Like, and then then you haven't even confirmed if J Cole was talking about you, and you start you start uh, making songs. I guess attacking lyrics that he said in his own song. Well, in her defense, oh. J. Cole did the same thing. He doesn't know that No Name is talking, was talking about, about him. him. That's and true. He, okay. He, he made a song not attacking her. And I, and, and well, I that's if he is talking and, about and her. He said her name at the end. Did he? No, he didn't. It, he did. He said No Name? He said No Name. Oh, maybe maybe we missed it on his delivery. At the no. very, one of the last couple of bars, he said No Name. He said her name. Not necessarily calling her out. He said her name. I don't think he said her name, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I got, I got, I got the lyrics up. And so like I said, don't go all the way to like the little singing or outro before that. If you're on Genius, go to like right before uh, I'm standing or some shit like that. I'm doing a Control F search, and so, I ain't finding it. So I do that. The other thing that I was I was gonna bring up is the point of the point of people saying it's problematic that he's asking somebody to talk to him like a child. He didn't even say that. He literally is saying that he, you should treat the conversation like a child. Like if anybody who's ever tried to teach a child anything or anything, anybody who's like a, a teacher, you know what I'm saying? Like you understand that it, it's hard for children to grasp, grasp certain concepts. So you have that expectation as a teacher that if I'm teaching a child multiplication, for instance, if I teach them on day one, I, I understand that by day two or three, they're not going to fully grasp the concept yet. So I have to stick with it and I have to teach them, but also do it in the way that they're able to receive it and understand it. Well, that's you can't logical. talk at that. I mean, that's is logical. It? Is it? Because people aren't, aren't being logical about it if you ask I me. I mean, it, not only that, you know, um, you want to instill confidence. You can't, you know, try to teach somebody something and then get mad at them for their lack of knowledge and expect them to be confident and, and continue to want to learn or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to be delicate about how you are trying to relay your message to people. And I, I hope whatever happens between them, they, they work it out. Because J. Cole don't be trying to be for nobody. I don't really think there's anything to work out. I think J. Cole already on his Twitter came out and, you know, he said Say what, what he, he says. He stands by what he says. And he'll allow people to interpret it uh, how they want to interpret it. Uh, at the end of the day, both both songs are speaking a lot of truth, right? A lot of these celebrities you may see speaking up, they don't they may not really know what's going on. You know what I mean? And and we 
who, who look to them need to understand that. But also those of us who do know what's going on is an opportunity to educate those of us who don't know what's going on. And, and, and no name said a lot of stuff. Like there's a lot that's going on in, and, and what I'm going to take from it is that there's a lot that's going on right now. Um, spending time calling each other out ain't really the thing to do. Um, and we, we need to focus on, on what our issues are. And, that, and, and I can't say that neither, either one of them are doing that, but I do know that it happens. Like people, we tend to call out, like we tend to call out the other for not calling out another, right? We see that so many times where people are calling, calling, you know, they're calling those of us who are out here fighting for, you know, George Floyd out because we're not out here fighting for Breonna Taylor. And, and we don't need to do it that way to bring light to her situation, right? But we need to make people aware, like, hey, let's not forget about our Black sister over here who still didn't get any justice, right? And there's a way to do that. So I think that's how we really need to go about, we need to go about this as, as you know, one unit, one unity in different facets of that. There are some people who are gonna fight for, you know, black black men being murdered. There's some people that are gonna fight for black women being murdered. At the end of the day, we all looking for justice. And, and keep in mind, this is this is new, you know. All of this that's going on right now that is happening is new. It's very new. And um the best way to continue to get change is to do it together. And and real quick, I'll say this. Um Kendrick said this best on his last album when, well, it wasn't really him, but it was Tupac speaking, where he was like, before 30, a motherfucker's ready to go. Yeah. Right? Think about it. Ferguson, all that shit that happened, Trayvon, 2014. How old were these guys? J. Cole was 29. Kendrick was, I believe, 27. They were vocal. They were in them streets. And maybe didn't have anything to do with an album. It probably just had something to do with age. Since then, J. Cole has birthed some babies. I believe Kendrick has too. Their perspective has changed a little bit. Are they not allowed to do that? I don't know. I find myself in that position. I'm sure some of you find yourself in that position where you are less vigilant or militant after the age of 30, and you are going about things a little bit differently. But yeah. J. Cole is fighting his his but, demons of the past, and he's like, yo, that used to be me. What's up? Why am I not doing that anymore? No, both J. Cole and Kendrick have been out there protesting during these recent protests. Now, they may not have spoken with their voices, but they've been out there supporting the protests. I mean, yeah. I didn't, I didn't say anything about it, so maybe I'm just yeah. misinformed. No, they've both been out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, just to bring it back full circle, it's it's what is the significance of celebrities speaking out during this time? And that's what it boils down to, you know. Um, but whatever. Let's get to our favorite part of the show, and that is not so rapid fire. Oh, that was me. I know. Well, you shooting guns or fireworks? Oh, my bad. You know what? I skipped Rapidly on. firing. I mean, want, I, want to talk I, about that? I feel no? that was intentional. No. It, no, no. I actually just, I missed that. Do you want uh, to talk about your boy or no? 
<laughs> if you look to the right of that, that's your topic, man. So <laughs> uh, you just put my name out there. That's not my topic. But anyway, let's, no, let's just stick with uh, not so rapid fire. So, <laughs> do your thing, Obi Wan. Yeah. So, um, not so rapid fire. All right. Netflix CEO is donating a hundred and twenty million dollars to HBCUs. To be more specific. He's donating 40 to Morehouse, 40 to Spelman, and I'm assuming and then 40 to uh, UNCF. Um, he did his Googles. And, That's uh, bullshit. It's interesting why he, um, he's, the, I don't know how he got in contact with the Morehouse and Spelman to donate to them, but definitely he's, part, he's, um, he's close friends with the UNCF uh, president. Um, and as they were talking about the times that was going on, you know, he felt it important to um, invest in black education. Uh, I, I think so I read somewhere his, his, his wife is black and I think she might have connections to Morehouse and Spelman. I think, I think I read somewhere that's what that was, but I don't know. I feel some type of way, man. Can, can Morgan get some money? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like let us get some money. Shit. I think you guys are going to get money through UNCF, um, and his wife is not black. She's not okay. No propaganda. That's crazy. <laughs> I saw I saw something like that on on uh, social media. No, that's, that's crazy. He, if it was, he, out, he if it was out there, yeah, that's my crazy. Bad. If it was out there, his wife is not black. No, it's 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 interesting. Um, I don't know how the money is going to be divvied out to other um, other. Um, HBCUs. I hope that it goes to others besides just Morehouse and Spelman. The elites. But, you know, if not, um, hopefully Morehouse and Spelman will share the wealth. Hell no. They didn't say Morehouse and Spelman. They yeah. Still, yeah, and they stay getting money, yo. <laughs> they do. You know, um, uh, like, I know my wife, who's an alumni of uh, Clark Atlanta, is, is highly upset because a lot of these um, Black celebrities who are um, actors or actresses or directors give back to Morehouse and Spelman. But Morehouse and Spelman doesn't have a fine arts program. They all go to Clark Atlanta to take these classes, um, but Clark Atlanta ain't never getting any money. Um, so she definitely takes issue with that. Um, so as I said, I do hope that they spread the wealth because um, there are a lot of HBCUs that could benefit from that, um, but hopefully this is something we'll see from other CEOs. Right. Uh, anything else from anybody about this topic? Nope. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got one more. One no, I'm more just saying right. shout out to him. I'm sorry. Shout uh, out to uh, him. Oh, <laughs> What's his name? Reed Hastings? Yeah. yeah. yeah shout I don't out know to where I saw school. that. His wife is black. You saw wrong, man. Just up. keep it moving. Yeah. So NBA is set to get started in August. Um, however, there are a few players in the league, most notably Kyrie Irving, trying to put a halt to uh, the NBA getting started. Right. So Kyrie Irving and a few other players are going around basically saying we need to um, not begin, not forfeit the 2019-2020 NBA season in protest until uh, the NBA can meet certain demands that we have uh, to kind of fight, continue to fight back against these social justice causes. Well, I don't, I don't know about him because I also read that uh, he wanted to start his own, that black people should start their own league. So I, I'm just trying I to figure out what his, his MO is. Isn't Kyrie a flat earther? 
guy, right? He's yeah. a flat he's a flat earther and his baby mama white. So he, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> uh, I think he's he's just a conspiracy theorist in that regard. But um, he's, he's a little different. He's, he's a little, a little different. different. Yeah, he's a little I, different. He doesn't strike me as a leader, so it's yeah. very surprising. That's very insulting. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I mean, listen, to talk about the situation, does he have a point? Yes, he has a point. Is it the right time? Maybe not, in my opinion. I don't think it's the right time for him to be uh, doing all that and like getting in the way of, you know, um, the NBA coming back where people are going to be able to make their money. But he makes some valid points, but also he thinks that, you know, it could possibly be a distraction. And you know what? The powers that be, as he is a flat earther, he may think that there are some people in the background pushing buttons and saying X, Y, and Z and saying, oh, bring the NBA back so people can stop looting and polluting and rioting and all that shit. So um, I, I get his perspective. I also get the perspective of the other people that are against uh, what he's talking about. Like, everybody's entitled to their opinion, so. Yeah, my bad, y'all. Maybe, maybe my headphones died or something, but I couldn't hear it. I was like, what the hell happened? Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he doesn't really strike me as a leader, so I'm kind of surprised that he's the one actually pushing uh, this movement. He um, has some support. Yeah, I kind of want to give him, like... You know who his support is? Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Howard. Come on, man. Come on yeah, for Dwight, he's, man. He's a Hall of Famer, whether you like it or not. No, he's not. Yes, he is. What he's trying to do is commend him. Um, and I think at this point, you know, if you want to make your demands, man... Um, it's just weird because isn't he out for the season or wasn't he out for the season? And I, I feel like, and so that's my conspiracy theory to his conspiracy theory is that he's, he's really like fighting back because no, no, no. I think like he's eligible to come back, but he doesn't want to have to come back uh. <laughs> if, they, if they bring the season back. So he's just like, Oh no, fuck, fuck that. I wasn't supposed to play this season. Like I was supposed to rest my knees up. And now y'all trying to bring that shit back. Now I'm making this about social justice issues. And I got to like, well, let's let's hope they meet halfway <laughs> at the very least, because I, I do feel like we can bring basketball back and and still hit some of those issues that he's talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, and, it's, it's a good distraction. And come on, man! The NBA is one of the most progressive uh, major Absolutely. sports organizations in the United States of America, if not the motherfucking world. Right? So, come well, on, bro. yeah. I mean, we we might be able to bring uh, NBA back, but I don't know if that uh, NFL season is going to come back. Uh, mm. The way things are looking with COVID-19, um, star players are starting to get it. Uh, they're getting it now, where if the NBA had it three, four months ago, um, mm-hmm. NBA, NFL being a full-contact sport, there's really no way that you can um, social distance, and they're not doing a bubble. So, I mean, the odds are they either just going to take the chance, bite the bullet, and let all the NFL players die of COVID-19, or mm-hmm. – they're gonna say, nah, we can't, we can't start the season in the uh, in the fall, man. Yeah, and Dr. Fauci said it, man. He said he doesn't see a way that NFL close contact sport is gonna come back. I just saw a news alert that said twenty three out of the fifty five players on the Clemson roster have COVID tested positive for COVID nineteen. Yeah, that's because they haven't. Mm, uh, shut up. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, you're right. So if the NFL is not coming back, NCAA football is not coming back either. Um, this is about to be historic. Um, 
this is crazy. It's about to be historic, man. Well, according to Donald Trump, don't believe the hype. <laughs> well, you don't have to believe the hype. I mean, he just stated the facts. 23 Clemson players got COVID-19. Like Everybody they, got the right to die. They got out on the field. They do, right? They get out on the field. <laughs> they spreading that shit. But I don't want my right to die be because you made a dumb choice. Um, yeah. This, so. this, I, I, I mean, you know, just speaking of that, it's it's weird. Like, COVID-19 is still going on and states are still opening. Like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, it's not weird. It's bad leadership. I mean, I, if, I think different times, different situations, things is handled in a different way. Not to say that we wouldn't be opening now, but I think things would be handled in a different way, man. Um, I, I, I don't think it's smart for the NFL to come back if there's no way for them to control the players contact um who they're seeing when they're not when they're not practicing and um testing them every single day probably multiple times a day that might not make a difference like i just don't see see they're just gonna they're gonna take a chance and all it takes is one asshole all it takes is one asshole one dumb motherfucker to populate or infect the entire nfl oh like the asshole did in basketball like that like like the asshole did in fucking china china the mo the moment one one NFL player gets it, they're gonna have to stop everything. Everything yeah. quarantine for fourteen days. So realistically, maybe what they need to be looking at doing is a eight eight um eight week season or eight game, oh. right? Where instead of doing sixteen games, it's 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 eight games. They play in every other week. Maybe give them an opportunity to see whether or not people are developing symptoms. COVID nineteen is fucking up people's you know money at the very least. I don't know these players, man. Football and basketball. You know, some of them still live paycheck to paycheck, and if they're I mean, not playing, I wouldn't even say that. I feel like COVID nineteen is fucking up people's fun, and motherfuckers cannot sit one summer out. It's yeah, just one fine. summer, one summer yeah. in your entire life. You can sit that bitch out, and they're not going to fucking do that shit. Or no, athletes are not going to do that. The normal people are not going to do that. Normal people, the regular day, everyday people are not going to do that, and that's why we're having a fucking problem. It just is what it is. Was it? No, that's yeah. real. That's right. That's, that's facts, man. Honestly, if every if every motherfucker in America quarantined for twenty one days, you did not leave your house. This shit would be resolved. Yeah, the, the problem is we have essential businesses that need to be open, so some people have to go. No, no, you don't leave your house. This shit. We, say, we we if we say fuck the essentials. Right. <laughs> Honestly, right. I, it sounds fucked up, but if you say fuck the essentials for 21 days, hey, you're about to start 21 days, go get food for 21 days. And after so, that, I better not see a motherfucking car on the street except for so, so hospitals ain't doing that shit. Landfills. Like who's who's collecting trash? You gonna let trash build up for 21 days? Yeah, Why not? Right? <laughs> it was, they didn't collect trash back in the day. They shitted <laughs> where the window was at. <laughs> that's a whole nother problem. But yeah, I mean <laughs> I hear you. What, what I'm saying is we, we're we not willing to put in the work to do what it Shut takes it to yeah. really get this under control. Now, not even just get it under control. It's still rapidly spreading. But we can get it under control to where we're limiting how it's being spread. We're not, we're not willing to do that. It's funny. People were saying, people were saying, just get, wait till the summertime. It's going to be hot and this will die off. And then we got to the summertime. Now they're saying, no, 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 it's summertime. People can't wait to get out, and it's just spreading it more. Well, this may, have, this may be the coolest summer of all fucking That's time. true. Actually. No, no, they just said on the news it's going to be the hottest. 
Oh, so summer ain't started yet? They said it's going to be the hottest year, um, one of the top five hottest years. So, yeah. so, so people really need to be scared when fall comes around and motherfuckers got the flu. <laughs> Yeah, it's not funny. What though. the fuck, dog? Okay, anyway, let, let's let's y'all niggas move to <laughs> Yo, we got shout outs. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, shout outs, yo. I don't have time. Nah, look, it's it's not the time to be scared. It's the time to For action. Be aware, like be aware, like when flu season really comes around. Um, stay home. Yeah, a, just, yo, I'm never shaking anyone's hands. <laughs> I mean, like it's changed yo, me in that real way. shit, real shit. I mean, yo. Shaking hands is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. <laughs> it really is. I, I just, I, I, if I don't, I have to shake your hand to show that I'm respecting you or whatever. Like, it's just so dumb. Anyway, man, shout outs, man. Shout out uh, Juneteenth. Um, let's let's make Juneteenth the day that uh, you know we can celebrate, we can appreciate, uh, we can learn, we can reflect. Um, you know, the history of America, which includes black history. Um, so definitely shout out the continuation of celebrating Juneteenth and the way that I've seen it celebrated um, or highlighted in 2020 moving forward. Um, I will say, I think 46% of the 46 out of 50 states actually observe uh, Juneteenth. Um, so we're already doing something, but we can do a little bit more with it, maybe making it a national holiday. We'll see. Yeah, I just hope businesses don't make it distasteful and start giving us Juneteenth uh, uh, sales, like Target or or, or Walmart or uh, J- J.C. Penney and some of these other places. But all the places that have gone out of business, Target is not out of business. Nah, Target and Walmart are still there, but yeah. J.C. Penney, Marshalls, T.J. Maxx, all of them. Macy's squirreling. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. You know, shout out to our listeners. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, continuing to to do the podcast even during these times. Um, so shout out to you guys. Shout out and to OG Bobby. Shout out to OG. You know, and um, thank you guys for listening to the EBS podcast episode seventy. And um, we out. I do want to say one thing. As we I can never thinking. leave without Obi Wan having to say one thing. Yeah, because I think I do think this is important. Um, I can't. I re- I can't remember where I saw it. I saw it on. Um, I, just, I saw it on when I was on Tumblr, and somebody said that I think it, I, I might have been Snoop. I don't know, but somebody said nah, it's not Snoop. Anyway, somebody says we shouldn't. Um, kindness should not. I don't want to live in this world. I think it was Keanu Reeves. I don't want to live in this world if kindness is seen as a weakness. Um, and I think that's important for us black people here as we go through this change. Like we gotta be kind to each other um, because if we can't be kind to each other, it's gonna be a lot harder for us to actually make this change and make things happen. And I was just going back thinking of J. Cole, no name, but there's a whole lot of other other things happening out there amongst black people yo, that we just gotta be better to each other. Um, sounds like sounds like some shit Keanu Reeves would say. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We out. All right. Peace.